Bonsoir, Elliot. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bonsoir, Elliot, our Mr. Robot podcast. Uh, this is where Josh and I each week break down the uh, latest episode of Mr. Robot. And boy, do we have something to break down. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> so it's funny, You don't even have to break it down too much because it was like the actual definition of linear. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, as always, this is a spoiler zone podcast. So if you haven't seen the episode, you should definitely, definitely, definitely go do that and then come back and listen to us. And we don't mind waiting. Um, so just at the top, like, I know this is going to be a little bit backwards, but can I just rant about by rant? I mean, like, just gush over the cliffhanger for like a few for like 60 seconds. You have the floor. Awesome. OK, so this like. This cliffhanger was so good. I am very critical of cliffhangers, especially for shows like a couple of like a few AMC shows that are just, you know. <laughs> bad at it uh this cliffhanger was so fucking good it was amazing so uh you spent the whole episode like building up building up building up finding like these little kernels of of stuff and like watching it play out and then the very last thing elliot is just like do you have something you want to tell me darling like it was fucking amazing like the whole point of a cliffhanger is to get you talking about what's about to happen next and you know what Dar like he just found out Darlene's been working with the FBI. He found out Angela's been lying to him. Like he goes to confront her. The thing that happens next is some shit I want to see. Like oh yeah, it was such a good cliffhanger, and oh man, it was so good. And so it was, a, it was a good mid-season cliffhanger too. Like I, it, you could have ended the season on that, and it would have been a good yeah good cliffhanger. But the yeah. fact that we're gonna get us get to see it pay off, you know, in a week is yeah. Yeah, and I was pumped up. Like, I texted you right after watching it. I was like, man, can we just record right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about this so much. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, that was just my little, like, 60 seconds. Like, I'm in love with the show, whatever. Uh, I guess let's let's talk about... I guess we can now jump back and start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, this one, the episode was shot really well. Like, it was a whole continuous well it looked like it was one continuous shot there were there were definite transitions yeah um, yeah basically whenever the camera would pan very quickly right use yeah. it for a transition um yeah but it was really really cool to um to see that like in yeah. that style and the other thing that's nice about that is that it was all the episode basically happened in real time right so yeah. because of the way it was shot like everything that happens happens in like, the span of like 42 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, I loved <laughs> that Elliot told that guy off in the office. Like, Samar. Oh yeah. yeah. Samar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've said before, I said last episode, I hate that guy. <laughs> I liked I, it. He was like, okay. I, you know, really I've only had sex like one two times, maybe one and a half, but it was like a real, <laughs> real high end <laughs> escort. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, and, then, and I, so 
I do want to say this. Uh, you know, I work for a company that does like what you should and shouldn't do for IT security. And so mm-hmm. we do training for it. And this whole episode, like you could use it as an advertisement for that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Letting a coworker yeah. on your terminal. Um, yeah. Without their, oh, my login's not working. Um, the guy on the phone that's arguing with his, you know, ex-wife about that time he told his son he hates him and then him letting him badge in. Um, just jumping into a meeting, social engineering, him like looking at that old lady sniffing the white out, thinking like, that's my mark. And then Esmail flipping it on you like, this lady knows her shit, but let me give you yeah. to this other jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but like the yeah. whole thing, it was uh, tailgating on doors and stuff like that. It was like, it was like somebody read the 101 on security, like social engineering and getting into a workspace and just went rampant with it. It was great. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, that, that whole sequence was really good. Just like Elliot figuring it out and he's like in the loop, like, did my program restart? Um, this is kind of where we start to see Elliot, you know, sort of wake up to everything that's been happening. Um, and then he's got to check everything. He knows stage two is about to go down and he's got to check all that stuff. So we spend like, I don't know, 15 minutes or so in the building at the very beginning of the episode, just watching Elliot run around the building, try to like not get pegged by security and then try to like find out what the deal is with, um, with the, uh, with the, with the bombs in the, um, in the backup location, the safe house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that whole sequence was was pretty awesome. I did like the the thing when he like goes into that conference room. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh when he's evading the uh, building security. Yeah, yeah. Um and then we have the the scene outside where Darlene tells him like I'm working with the FBI. Um yeah. and then like explain like then he knows Angela is so at this point, he knows Angela's working with Tyrell. Angela's working with Mr. Robot. He knows she's been lying to him. Yeah, for they've both been lying to him. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is all kind of leading into, like... There's character resolutions for a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed, obviously, the, the way that they filmed it. Like, I think everyone gushes about that shot, um where Angela is going into the room where the HSMs are kept, uh, hardware security modules. And uh, they're going over and you can see the outside edge of the building and her mm-hmm. in the building. You can see like the whole way down. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, th- this show has done such a great job just in general of being like having great cinematography, having great music selection, which we have talked about extensively. Um, yeah, on this couple, show about it, like great artists on this this episode, the churches and some other yeah. great great bands. Uh, so obviously a riot breaks out. <laughs> I um, mean, so straight up, like those were hired rioters, right? Yeah, yeah. paid protesters. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Dark Army's like trying to get everything going. Uh and then we watch Angela go through this whole thing um where she's gotten she Elliot re- fired. Right, which didn't does not work out with the Dark Army's plans. Right, like, yeah. She was doing that for her own reason and it 
it collided with what they needed her to do. So she decides she's going to be the one that backs up the HSMs. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, th- that was, this was a whole, this was a really good scene where uh, Irving calls her and says like, we need this. You got to get this to Elliot. And she's like, there's something going on. And he's like, yeah. that's part of our plan. Um, and then like, she goes, the distraction. She, yeah. Yeah. She's, trying to get out uh, or trying to get down to the HSMs. She runs into the security guard who's, you know, like, I, Hey man, what's your, uh, what are you doing with this like special access badge? Yeah. What is your, uh, you know what the interesting thing there is though? Like, well, what does your direct report have more access than you? Like that's pretty right. common if someone's your manager, but they're not technical. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I've that was kind in, of a weird, I don't know. Yeah, I I think um it yeah, that is pretty common. I've worked at plenty of jobs where uh I've had access to things that my manager didn't because they didn't need to have at like when you're doing that kind of work you want the fewest people to have access to super sensitive information and so like if somebody's not doing the work and right. isn't a technical person like you they don't get access to it. Um so that's true. I think in this situation it was just it would just be one easier for the audience to understand that that's like a like it's not her badge the guy figures out that it's not her badge she's got she's just shady right so like i think it's a little bit of a hole but you know yeah sometimes it's just a tv show i mean it is and it's kind of it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like they're, they're pushing the story along, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had some, some cameos. Like one of the creators of uh, social engineering toolkit was in this episode. He was in the oh, meeting really? that Elliot crashes. Yeah. Man, um, I didn't even pick up on that. Talking about in the realm of things that people didn't pick up on. Cause I'm most people that I talked to about the show did not catch this. When Angela is on the 23rd, 41st floor, um, or 23rd floor, wherever the, the HSMs are, mm-hmm. when she's leaving after she successfully does it and she dons the mask and the hoodie, did you catch Elliot run behind her to the hardware security module room? I did not. What? Yeah. I so didn't if you go back what? And, and run it slow. Shit, goes, I watched he, it twice. I didn't see that. He goes and he destroys the HSMs, but she has the backups. Oh, it's man. it's it's like two or three frames, but you can tell it's definitely him. No mask on. It's just him running past with his hoodie because he's back wow. in the building when he confronts her. Like, right. Yeah. Right? So he was already back in the building. Damn, Sam. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So it kind of leads you to believe he thinks he maybe he thinks he stopped, stopped it. Right. Right. But at the same time, I, I honestly don't think that they evacuated the building i don't either trying to blow up i think that's just yeah to get hurt so elliot called in a bomb threat though so maybe may oh yeah maybe maybe he did maybe it got routed somewhere else right so speaking of elliot calling with all that stuff going on right there it may not have gotten through to the right people right that's true yeah so i guess Let's take a step back. What did you think of the scene in the elevator with Elliot talking to Mr. Robot, talking to not Mr. Robot? Right? I like so that. Not- it was like he gets to use the skills and persona of Mr. Robot for his own gain. 
like him yeah. kind of asserting power over it. Right. Yeah. It's I, like I enjoyed that a lot. I thought it was a really interesting like development in his character that he's able to uh, through just his own imagination, imagine what it would be like if Mr. Robot were talking to him about what to do and on his side instead of against him. Right. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they said, Oh, we're not even working together. And when we were, when we were aligned, we were doing so good and you know, all this other stuff. And it's like, now they're obviously not, but you know, yeah, I just dig it. I think it was just done so well. Yeah. The entire episode was done really, really well. Uh, so what do you think is going to happen to that woman that caught Angela? They're going to kill her. She's dead, right? Yeah. She's totally dead. Yeah. 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 She's Um, super dead. (laughs) I like the, the takeout, like the delivery guy. He's, he's always creepy. (laughs) He's always in that clean suit. I know. Right. And he always has food. Like what is his caloric intake? Like, (laughs) I, I don't know, man. He's always, always eating barbecue. (laughs) He's got to he's got to work out like a boss. Yeah. To maintain that figure. So, uh, um we didn't have any overt time travel references this episode, so that's cool. But we did have some uh subtle split universe theories this episode. Um so Elliot's badge when he calls in the you know um, you know, he can't get into the system after Angela is having him fired. He says like zero seven, two, three, 91. And that is the date of the Mandela theory. So all across the world on that date, uh, September 23rd, 91, hundreds of people reacted as if Nelson Mandela had died because they saw it on TV that he had died, but nothing ever aired. And these are like hundreds of people in separate countries. So the theory is that we somehow converged with a parallel universe for a moment and that Nelson Mandela had died in that universe. This is in real life. Um, And so there's all these people that think uh, that we kind of melded with another universe for a moment or two which is kind of like what Donnie Darko is based on, like pocket universes and things like that. Um, And all these people's memories were kind of overwritten by their copies. Yeah. So (laughs) I, I saw the Reddit thread for this and um, in that thread, they were saying like, well, what is the shared memory that, that didn't happen? Like uh, a few people said, well, maybe it's just like a reference to the fact that it's an alternate world because in their world, uh, you know, the five nine hack happened and in ours it didn't. Right. Um, I saw a couple of other people that said like, Oh, maybe this is like a thing where, um, the five nine hack didn't happen. And it's just like a, it's just like a delusion, a shared delusion or whatever. I, a lot of this stuff is making me anxious. Like I don't, it's all a simulation. Like they're all in the matrix theory. And I don't like any of that stuff. Like I, I want it to be just straight up good storytelling without a gimmick. Right. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, I mean, it's so good storytelling, even if there's a gimmick, but the gimmick kind of cheapens the experience in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think that any kind of pivot towards multiple realities or whatever, like that's going to just ruin the show for me. 
I don't like, know if it'll ruin it, but it'll certainly make it feel less than. Yeah, it, it'll it like it will take something away from the show. Yeah, and that's that. It like every time there's like some of these references, it makes me real nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever think you'd be so anxious for someone to find a USB flash drive? No, I didn't. <laughs> that was, uh, like, she's just scrambling for one. And um, if, if you zoom in on the instructions, it, it almost feels like there should have been one included in what they gave her for the hack. Because the, the, thing, yeah. that she, the thing that she hooked up was what Tyrell was working on in the cabin in Tyrell's episode. That was yeah, the, th- yeah. that was the femto cell with the back door in it. They mm. were using that for the HSM hack. You can see the antennas poking off the back of it. The interesting thing, remember um, the last time we talked in the Tyrell episode, I said, Oh, if you go to this site, it comes up with a four Oh three. Yeah. Forbidden. Well, if you go to it now, you get an HSM login. Really? That's yeah. Interesting. And then, um, you see the credentials that are used on that sheet of paper. Uh, it's Frank Bowman, and then hidden links is his password. And then you, they have like a virtual pin entry device. That little thing that she pulled out of the drawer with a number pad on it. Right. That's a pin entry device for hardware security models so that you can uh, validate that it's, you know, uh, an actual trusted device entering the pin and not like some brute force piece of junk. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, this was interesting because, like, I have a USB thing on my, like, I have a USB thumb drive on my keychain, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember the last time I plugged it into a computer. Like, I, I use mine with my Raspberry Pi so that I can play old school NES games. That's, that is literally all I use it, that and installing yeah. an operating system on a computer. Like, that's literally all I use it for. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what happened then? So, so I think we've, we're kind of getting to the end of the episode. She goes after the hack, she's like walking through, um, you know, she dons the mask and the hoodie, which is, you know, we speculated she was probably going to do the hack. The conversation with Irving, where he said, you followed everything on that paper. Uh, the fact that she did all that stuff is, well, you know, know how whenever she was being, uh, she met him at the red wheelbarrow in the previous episode mm-hmm. and he's like where you followed and she goes and i know i did four steps i know all the process for this by now it seems like she kind of took her training that they were trying to give her in season two and kind of kept it going a little bit yeah yeah she didn't struggle with like the hardest part of her backing up the hsms was finding that usb key yeah <laughs> like seriously yeah. that was that was the tension for the entire scene for sure and they did such a great job with that scene too. Like when the guy bursts in the room and um, the other lady pepper sprays him, like they're all coughing. Cause if, if you've, have you ever been pepper sprayed? Like no, I did it, I did I it in a self-defense class just so I could see what it was like once. And it's awful. It feels like you're somebody just shoved your face into an oven. Um, but it fills the area. It's not like, um, it's just in one direction. It kind of like mists into a cloud. And especially if you're in a room, it hits everybody. And then like, they did such a smart thing too. Like when she picks the mask back up, she's like yeah. wiping the inside of it with her sleeve. Like, yeah. And even the, even the front of it being covered in it, like that would still be tough for you to breathe. Cause you'd be breathing in that capsaicin. Like, yeah. 
Well, which which the entire time she's walking through, she was even coughing. Like they 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 did a really good job with that. Yeah, and if it's like the the better kind of spray, the um uh, OC spray, that stuff is hardcore. Like it, your face will be draining for several several minutes, like ten, twenty, yeah. thirty minutes. It sucks. It's awful. But they did such a good job with that. Yeah, they, I mean, they did a good job with a lot of stuff. Like uh, I I kind of liked the the news report. I like the guy that was obviously the dark army dude is super pro Trump. (laughs) Good. Good to see that. I guess. I mean, we've Um, already, we've already known that, but like, right. It's Uh, just super interesting. And they're, they're like, everything is all of the sort of pieces are like this episode was pretty much what I needed to see. Well, it was built um, I, around tension. There wasn't yeah. a ton of like narrative movement here, but it was completely built around tension. It was obviously so like uh, you've watched at least one episode of 24 before, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, you know, the events happen in real time, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, that happening in that way, I think was awesome because like we don't have a ton that we get to speculate here, but like it told the same story to everybody all at once like there's kind of no guessing what happened here right it was all all very simple to understand um there was no mind games there were no tricks it was basically just these this is the situation you got to see a lot of like practical security stuff like act like you belong like elliot was doing um you know riding someone in using somebody's badge Mm -hmm. um trying to social engineer someone evading people tailgating back in um even the little quote at the beginning um in german from the guy in the elevator which is really referencing back to something that mr robot said to elliot in season one it's like you know getting this done isn't the hard part it's like keep going and that's basically what the guy was saying in in german was like you know persistence is is the hard part yeah the, i, I want to go back to tension because that's one thing like the tension just kept building. Like I, I was sucked in the whole time and the tension build up straight up to the end is what made the cliffhanger so effective. Yes. Like, and then, so you like, they built all this tension up and then they did the exact right thing to like make the cliffhanger, like capitalize on all that tension. Yeah. And it was, it was really, really well executed. the, um, I know I I called out some AMC show, which was The Walking Dead. For a lot of people listening to this, probably don't know. I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore because it's garbage. But then it, it is. I mean, but I'm going to talk about like the the Negan reveal episode of The Walking Dead was had all of like the same sim- like similar hallmarks of building tension the entire way through the episode. And then the cliffhanger ruined it. They had all of this momentum and then just didn't do anything with it. And Mr. Robot did basically the exact same thing with building tension the whole way through and then delivered at the end. Yeah. Sorry, I I just can't. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, so I haven't I haven't watched any episodes of The Walking Dead this season, but that um. Not to turn this into a Walking Dead podcast, obviously, but 
the way that they did that cliffhanger really upset me. Like, and I've been reading those comic books for, yeah, I don't know, a long time since before the show came out. Um, and, and I don't really feel like they did the scene justice anyway. No, they didn't. They didn't. Um, I've read the like. Yeah, that's, I've read up to like to that point at this like at this point, and they didn't do it justice at all. Yeah, so that was issue one hundred. Um, yeah, in the comic books and. There's a lot of emotional stuff they missed that gave relevance to Glenn's death, obviously. So Abraham doesn't die that way in the comic books. Right. Um, and it felt, it, the whole thing felt hollow, right? And then yeah. there was all this thing, like, everybody already knew who was going to die, right? But then they were like, oh, who's going to die? Who's going to die? Who's going to die? We filmed everyone dying, so you have no clue who dies. And it's like, everyone knows who dies. The the shocker there was that they killed two people and not one, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And, and that season of Walking Dead, they really, really bungled it. Like, yeah, Negan didn't feel like the big bad guy. He felt just like an asshole with a lot of people that followed him. Yeah, yeah. It, right? I mean, that... Like, the governor was a bad guy, right? Um, so I haven't been back. I probably will watch it, but... It's not, it wasn't a good cliffhanger. And for that reason is why I'm not watching right now. I'll just binge yeah. it once and get it out of the way. Um, but I, well, I just I, been burned by that too many times. But this is a, an example of using tension to build to something where the character that you're following is having revelations. Yeah. They're getting information provided to them in an organic way and they're acting on it. He's he's trying to assert control over Mr. Robot. He's trying to figure out what Mr. Robot was doing. He's finding out that his childhood best friend is is uh both betraying his trust and helping his enemy at the same time. His sister, his only other relative is well, his only other relative that's part of the show here is um actively working with the people that are trying to catch him. Um, who really only care about Tyrell. They want somebody to pin this on. That's all that that is. Um, probably because the Dark Army has their influence there. But the cliffhanger is effective because it doesn't treat the audience like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. It, and it doesn't, like, one of the, um, one of the, th- one of the other things that I say a lot whenever I'm, like, talking about movies is that a good plot twist doesn't lie to the audience in the first act to make the twist work in the third act. Like, right. Um, and I feel like that's also true of like cliffhangers is like you, you build a certain structure around it to get to the cliffhanger and the cliffhanger should pay off the things that you saw in the first and second act and then make you ask questions about what's going to happen next time. Right. So I literally just finished a video game. That was that same thing. Like they lead you along this one path thinking that like this character is writing to, uh, I'm not going to say the video game, so it doesn't spoil it for anybody, but, um, they lead you to believe that this character is writing to his brother. Well, it turns out the, the fucking brother has been dead the whole time. Like, um, really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So all of this is to say that Mr. Robot is doing an excellent job. Uh, yeah. Just in everything that they do, they're doing an excellent job. And it's it's definitely still still got me hooked. Um, this episode we, was special, though. Like, um, 
obviously the way that they filmed it and the way that they did no commercials for the people that watched it live, unless yeah. you were in a country that decided or uh, a TV subscriber in an area where they decided they were going to inject commercials anyway, which I, apparently they did in Canada. Really? Yeah, it's kind of shitty. It ruins kind of the pacing and the tension building. Like that one-off shot builds the tension, right? Yeah. It's yeah. um like HBO when you're watching like Game of Thrones. Like I'm fully invested in Game of Thrones. I've been reading those books again for a very long time. I can't I read the first one in junior high. Like um I'm invested and I'm watching and I'm paying very good attention. Um, but whenever there's a commercial break in the middle, you kind of lose that attention for a little bit, yeah. even, even just a little. Right. Um, but that's well, one thing I liked about Mr. Robot in season two, because they would throw those fake commercials in that were part of the show mm-hmm. that were really cool. If yeah. you were watching it on TV, especially in the Alf episode. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, they, they do an excellent job. Uh, that's actually the commercial thing. I mean, I'm I'm a cable cord cutter person, so like I just buy stuff on Amazon. I've got a Netflix subscription. I've got right now I've got CBS to watch Star Trek. Um, then I buy HBO to watch Westworld, and um, yeah, not having the commercials makes it way better. If the if the show is like shot around not commercials, it makes it way better to just like be engrossed in everything that's happening. Yeah, I um I don't. I DVR stuff and then skip the commercials. I, I don't watch them. And even the yeah. skipping the commercials takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and even if you like use your login to watch it on AMC or USA's website, like they inject their own commercials into it and you've got to download their God awful app um, to watch it and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I think, I think we've kind of gotten a little bit off track and we've talked about, the episode. Um, I think uh, let's do we want to do the character rundown again? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, we've okay. got like a handful to, to watch for this episode. So, yeah. So how, how did this episode make you feel about Darlene? Like, how do you feel about Darlene after watching it? I'm happy that she came clean. Yeah. So. I, I'm still rooting for her and I'm still like 85% sure she's going to die. <laughs> Um, I think she's going to, um, which is sad because I like her character a lot, but it also gives her character a way to go out on the right foot if that's the case. And that's Uh, that's like another reason why I think she's going. Like everything that they've done with her over the last couple episodes is like, we're closing up this character's loose ends. Well, I feel like um, this guilt has been eating at her. Yeah. Like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, how do you feel about Elliot? I'm happy he's finally starting to put pieces together, and people are obviously Darlene kind of kickstarts this, but you know he's gaining some control back over. Um, you know, Mister Robot. He realizes you know corrupted memory, which is what he's saying when he's first getting to his desk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many days was I gone? What happened? All this other stuff. I I'm enjoying where his character is at right now. Yeah. I, I really like that. He is finally like, he's finally taking control of the situation in a way that I don't think we've really seen yet this season. Um, so that's good. I I'm excited to see what happens there. 
And then uh, we've got Angela. What do you think of Angela? So I really like that she was able to pull off that HSM hack. Well, not hack, but she followed the directions for the HSM thing and got it done. And she was smart enough to put on the mask and kind of act like she belonged, which is, you know, a thing in social engineering. Um, I yeah. like it. And I like that she's been confronted. I like that she's caught now. Yeah, I I, I think that there's – they've – one the thing that we've been saying all season is that they need to pay something off for Angela. And I think this episode is starting to pay – stuff off for her. And then I think the next one, like, I hope that they just pick up literally at that scene. I do too. Elliot confronting her. Um, I think that that will pay off a lot for her, for her character. So do you think she'll immediately lie to him? Do you think that's her, her character now is that she's a liar uh, and she can't be trusted? I hope not. I don't know. Like there's, cause she's getting good at thinking on her feet, right? Yeah, she is very good at thinking on her feet. She's now. getting really good at it. Like, yeah, and she's really good at controlling people too. Yes. Like even fucking the CEO of Evil Corp. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I. But don't I kind of I do want to see her have to explain away some of what she's doing, even if she's lie, even if she lies about it. They might show you her having a discussion with someone about. Well, I had to lie to him, and this is what I said. And then maybe they'll give us some window into what's actually going on. Yeah. The other possibility is that she tells the truth because... She realizes it's too hard to keep up the lie. Or or just that, like, it's over, right? So, yeah. I mean, stage um, two is happening. Yeah, so she could tell him the truth just because there's nothing he can do to stop it now. Well, because he um, didn't, like, he realized he wasn't going to be able to stop the thing, even though right. like, maybe he did think he went and destroyed the HSMs, but whatever, she's got a backup of them. Um, yeah. And he doesn't work there anymore. So. Yeah. So maybe she tells the truth. I like, I want her character to be redeemable. Yeah, I do too. Cause you spent a lot of time liking her in season one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so Irving, Irving. I still like Irving. Uh, I still like Irving. I like him a little less because I know he's lying about them evacuating the building. Yeah. And, and yeah. we know he's lying because Elliot calls in the bomb threat and there obviously are people in the building. Yeah, and they kind of blow him off, so... Right. Obviously nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah, um, so we, we know that he knows that. But again, whatever. Is that all of our that, major? That, that's all the all the characters that they really focused on because it was very very how, linear. How do you feel do you about feel, that uh, red wheelbarrow delivery guy? I feel like he's he's gotta have a really good workout regimen to be burning that many calories. <laughs> well, he's always in that sweatsuit. Maybe he's doing track yeah. day, road work, you know, boxing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all yeah. right, all right. <laughs> so that's that's our show for this week uh this was a great episode i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm super excited for next week uh you can get the podcast on itunes google play and stitcher uh you can follow us on twitter at bonsoircast and if you could leave us a review at any of those podcast places we'd greatly appreciate it we will talk to you next week
Goodbye, friends.